Uh, this week's parsha starts about the parshas of the of the Mishkan. When it comes to the time of the the time of the Mishkan, we find the machlekes Rishonim. The Rambam seems to learn that there's a mitzvah say to build the base Hamikdash, and the reason why there's a mitzvah say to build the base Hamikdash is that there should be a place pasha to do the avodah, to do the karbonis, just that there should be an ability to do the avodah. There's a mitzvah say. That's the mitzvah say. And Rebelli Baruch learns that that's why the Rambam holds that there's a mitzvah on all the kalim as well. All the kalim have a separate mitzvah to make the kalim in the Beis HaMikdash because they're all involved in the avoid of the Karbonis, they're all involved. And therefore there's a mitzvah, mitzvah separate mitzvah saseh, on all the, not only on the Mishkan, but on all the kalim of the Mishkan. Whereas the Ramban holds that, first in, in, his, in Adama to Sefer Shemois, he says that Sefer Shemois is really a Sefer of Geula. And he goes through the, you know, Yitzhiya Smitraim, but then the question is, so why is the Mishkan in Sefer Geula? What does the Mishkan have to do with the Geula? So he explains, that just like there's a gula, physical gula, when we went out of Mitzrayim, that was the physical gula, but it's not called the gula shleim until it was a spiritual gula, so to speak. Until the, they went to Maimon HaSinai, they said, After the Maimon of HaSinai, when they were ready for it, there was a spiritual gula, so then it, it has to follow through with the Mishkan. The Mishkan is a place, it's, it comes on the heels of the, it came right after HaSinai, that just like Har Sinai was a makom of Ashros Ashrina, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu came down to the whole world, so to the Mishkan was where he came down to Klal Yisrael. There was Ashros Ashrina specifically for Klal Yisrael, that there should always be a place where Hakadosh Baruch Hu speaks to Klal Yisrael, and that's the idea of the Mishkan. And therefore, Rebbe Baruch said the Ramban goes Lishitos, so you don't find that the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash, except for the Aron, have a mitzvah. And the reason is because it's all a Heksher mitzvah. The whole idea of the Mishkan is just to be Mamshich the. The Shechina, the Hashras Hashchina that there was by Har Sinai, we're just being Mamshechit in the Mishkan. So all the Kalim are just to create this Sviva, so to speak, of Hashras Hashchina. So there's no Bazundara Mitzvah, they're just the Heksher Mitzvah. And we know the, the, the there's a Medrash that says, it says, Ve'yichuli Truma. And the Medrash gives a Mashal that if you have a king that has one daughter, Abbas Yechida, and another king comes and wants to marry her, so the king says to this, his future son-in-law, and he says, I can't tell you not to marry her. She's your wife, I can't tell you not to marry her. I can't tell you not to leave. But do me one favor, that when you go, wherever you go, you should have a place for me that I could come and I could live over there as well. So Akash Baruch Hu says to Klai Yisrael, the same thing, I, I can't tell, tell you not to take the Torah. I can't be purged from the Torah. But the idea is that wherever you go, there should be a place where I could have my Hashorah Sashchina. So you see the concept that when the Torah was given, it's always like a, with a tanai of a yikhuli truma, that wherever you go, wherever the Torah is, there has to be a yikhuli truma. Kodesh Baruch Hu has to come together with us, and there has to be the sashor sashkina, wherever you go, that's a tanai. Now, to talk about the, the, the Mishkan is obviously beyond my, my intelligence, all the deep uh, meanings and all the kalim, what they stand for, and what goes on in the Yonis, and why we're doing each individual thing, and why each one has to be exact. But uh, we'll just take out a few small things from, from the parasha. If you look in the parasha, the parasha says, "Dabrel bnei Yisrael v'yichuli truma meis kolish asher yidvenu liboy tikhu es trumasi," and then it says again a third time, "V'zoyis hatruma asher tikhu meitam." And Rashi says the reason why it says three trumas is one is for the truma that was given for the adonim that was given for the sockets of the of the of the mishkan. One was given for the karbonis atzibur that they would use that's the the oil that they bore in the morning, oil that they bore in the evening. That what it was used for. And the third one was that everyone should get together and give what each one could give for the whole structure of the Mishkan. And the Klayoka points out, and he says, that if you look at the Psukkim, it says, 
V'yikhuli truma. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, take from me truma. And then it says, me'ez kolish hashayet venel libay, tikhu es trumasi, take my truma. But by the third one, it doesn't say anything about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It just says, v'zois ha-truma. It doesn't say anything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved in that truma. So the Klayaka says that wherever you find anivas of Klai Yisrael, that's where you find that the Shekhinah is. That's where you find the Shekhinah. So he says, if you look, the Karbanas Tzibur and the Adonim, there it says, ha'asha lo yarbe, lo yamit. Everyone had to give the same amount. There was no, I'm giving more than you, I'm giving less than you. There was no feelings of inferiority. Nobody felt superior to the other one who was giving more. Everyone had to give the same thing. So everyone has to give the same thing. HaKadosh Baruch says, I'm with you. There, I'm with you. But the third one, there's a chance of shash that it might be given with someone feeling, I gave more than you, therefore I'm superior to you. So therefore HaKadosh Baruch says, that's not my place. And therefore he doesn't say, Trumasi. That HaKadosh Baruch is not involved. And he says the same way, just like the people that were giving, there's no shash of gaiva, so too the things that they created also have the same concept. That the Adonim, every, every Adonim, there's no difference between this socket. Every, every Adonim is the same Adonim. It, and what does it do? It's a little thing, but that little thing holds up the whole Mishkan. That's what holds up the Mishkan. So by a, it's the same concept, that you can have something which is, seems insignificant, but that insignificant thing, that holds up the Mishkan. That's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu does, Tanan The people that look and they act insignificant, those are the people that really hold up the thing. And the same thing by the Karbanas Tiber. There's no difference between the Karbanas Tiber. The idea of the Karbanas Tiber, it says, is Zayif Chayel Elokim, Nechba, the ones that are down, that's why you bring a carbon to show you hachno, ta'chadosh baruch hu. So they're all the same. That's what the, the same concept, that they all gave the same, that there was no difference between the two people that gave. So to the things that they created, the carbonus tiber was also the same. There was no difference between the different carbonus. All the carbonus were the same. However, when it comes to the giving of the mishkan, where there, there's a big difference. If you give to the Oran, you get Kesser Torah. If you give to the Shulchan, you get Kesser different things. So a person could say to the things that were created were also separate, and there were also different milers that they had to each one. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu says where there could be a shash of someone feeling gaiva because you gave more to this and more to that. There HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I don't want to go in. And therefore he says that if you look, which Rabbi Yomar mentioned this question, that at the end, when it lists all the elements that they were giving to the, to the Mishkan, the end, it says, Avnei Shoyam Avnei Miluim, which is the most valuable. And it seems to be going on descending order. So why is the most valuable at the end? So Rebbe said from the Rechaim that, that the Avnei Shoyam and the Avnei Miluim were, were given over to the Nesim. They were rained down with the Mon, and they were given over to the Nesim. So it came without any effort. So therefore, that's why it's put last. But the Klayoka says, based on what he's saying, you could, you could answer it a different way. And he says, because what happened? The Nesim brought it. But what did the Nesim do? Rashi says that the Nesim were mentioned without a Yud, because what they said was, originally when they were giving the Dovahs to the Mishkan, they said, listen, everyone give what they can give. We'll finish up at the end. That's what the Nesim said. So therefore, it's mentioned at the end, because that's when they were bringing it at the end. So he says that could be a form of Gaiva. You guys, I'll, I'll take care of it at the end. You guys do what you have to do, but when it comes down to it, I'll take care of you. I'll watch it. So that is a form of gaiva. And that's why the, the missing letter of the Nesim is the Yud. Because the Yud stands for the Shem Hashem. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, I'm putting you last. Because you had a Nindu of gaiva, you had a shtickle of gaiva in there. And therefore I'm putting the Avni Shoyim and the Avni Mulum last because you brought it. Because he takes out the Yud also to show that the HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not with those people. So the idea is that the Hashua Sashkina stays by those people that have Anovim. And eventually those Anovim those are the ones that uphold, uphold the world. Maybe you could say, based on a Misa, that 
this is way before the war, there was a meeting of all the yeshivas that none of the yeshivas had any financial backing. None of the yeshivas were making it. And they had a meeting, what to do with all the, uh, how, how to get funds for all the yeshivas. And uh, once someone spoke up, he says, I don't understand. Yeshivas, you're coming to us for money. You're coming to collect money. Ramea Lublin just put up the Lublin yeshiva. It's a massive, massive building. You guys are crutching over, you don't have enough to support yeshivas. What, this guy's putting up a big, a huge building. So Rav Zalman Sarotskin said that, what happens? Like we said, that there was some money that went for the Adonim, there was some that went for the Korbanis Tiber, but then there was some that everyone gave for the Mishkan. And th- those that were the Adonim, those that were the Korbanis Tiber, that was a set amount. HaKadosh Baruch said you have to have a set amount. But the giving for the Mishkan, that was each one could fee what he was able to give or what each one did. Why does Kodesh Baruch Hu make it like that? So he said that Kodesh Baruch Hu knows the way people work. That when it comes to creating a building, you're not going to have any trouble getting any money. If you're making a building, then already you But when it comes for the ikatachlis of the building, the maintaining of the building, and what's going on in the building, you're there, the Kobana Sibur, that is not going to be harder to get. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch had to say, the Kobana Sibur, make sure everyone gives a certain amount of money. For the building, that we won't have a problem. So he says, Remeilu, to put up a building. For a building, he doesn't have any trouble. Now, well, when he's going to need the taklis of the building, eventually, he's going to need the taklis, he's going to need the learning, so then he's going to have trouble. He's going to have the same trouble that we have. It's two, it's two separate things. So it could be that's the pshat. The pshat is, HaKadosh Baruch says, went by the first two, HaKadosh Baruch says, those are, I'm, I'm making you do. That's chumasi. They are, they, that's my chuma. That's what HaKadosh Baruch is. But here, with the third one, it's just everyone creating. There, it's not, HaKadosh Baruch is not there. You're doing it maybe because you want a building. So the HaKadosh Baruch doesn't say chumasi. The, the Natsif points out that if you look at the Kalim of the Mishkan, the Aron, the Mizbech HaNachayshis, the Shulchan, the Mizbech HaKatayris, you find the Shini of the Lashonis, that when it says, when it talks about making the Badim, so by the Aron and the Mizbech HaNachayshis, it says, Veheveisos Abadim. It's a constant, every time it mentions in Bekudai also, it always mentions the Badim together with the Aron. Veheveisos, you have to bring the Aron. Whereas by the Shulchan and the Mizbech Ketoris, it doesn't say anything about bringing it. So it's obviously it's two separate things. In other words, by the Oren, you should make the Oren with the ability to ca- carry the Oren. It's part of the Chalik of the Oren, the Badim, which are used to carry the Oren. It's part of the Chalik of the Oren. Whereas the, Mizbe- the Shulchan and the Mizbech Ketoris there, the Badim was a separate thing. It, was, it, doesn't say, it doesn't say that you have to make the Badim to carry the Oren. You, you make the Shulchan and you make the Badim. When you have to carry it, then eventually you go ahead and you carry it. So the Natif says that the, the idea is like this, that by the, by the, the Oren, and, which represents Torah, and the Mizbeach Hanachoshes, which represents Tefillah, they're not Mesugal, they're not Mugbal to, to, to the Beis HaMikdash. Wherever you are, wherever the Oren is, you have to take it with you. It's not Mugbal to the, to the Eretz Yisrael, it's not Mugbal to the Beis HaMikdash, it's not Mugbal to the Dinam of the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore, the, the Oren has to be made in a way that wherever you go, you'll be able to carry the Oren with you. Because the Oren has to Go with you wherever you go. Tefillah is the same thing. The Mizbeach HaNechoshis is a remis to the Tefillah. It's a kesef for the Tefillah. So it doesn't matter. You have to make it in a way that wherever you go, it doesn't have to be dafka in the Beis HaMikdash. Whereas by the Shulchan and the Mizbeach, which is the Shulchan, which is the Kesar uh, Malchus, and the Mizbeach HaKutoris, which is the Kesar Kuna, those things are dafka, dafka when you have the and the Shurinah and Moson, and you have the Beis HaMikdash. So then it's Nagea Kesar Malchus and a Kesar Kahuna. But the, 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 the side of the Aaron is that the, the Torah, the Aaron, which is the Torah, that 
is always the same, that never changes, and that no matter which situation you are, that always remains the same, and that always you have to take it with you. And it could be, that's why it says, these bottom are never allowed to be removed. They always have to be together with the Aaron. Because the Torah always has to be with you, and always have to, you can't say the Torah changes according to where you are, or according to the times. That you can't do. It has to be the same time that Aaron has to follow you, just like it follows you wherever you go. It also has to be, you can't go without it. The, if you look at the Kruvim, so in one place when it says, Vasisa it says, Vasisa Shnayim Kruvim, right? And then the next time it says, Vasisa Shnei Kruvim. So Rabbeinu Bahaya points out that there's a difference between Shnayim and Shnei. Whenever it says Shnayim, Shnayim is you have two opposite things, and those two opposite things come together, even though it's one Matara, it's two separate things, but those two separate things come together as one. Whereas Shnei is two exactly the same. So he says, Vasisa Shnayim Keruvim. One was a Zachar, one was an Akeva. So you have Shnayim Kruvim, even though they were both coming to be Seichachim, the Kafeim, Alakapiris, Upeim, Ishalachim, they all have the same Atara, but one was a Zachar, one was an Akeva, but they came together as one. Whereas when it says later on, Shnei, right there, it's talking about how they actually made it. When they actually made it, they actually made it the same, they made it for the same Atara. But the Shnayim is to show that two things that came together. Rabbi Ram Gorwitz says he wants to learn a lesson from here. And he says, that if you look at, it's a Zohar and a Keva. So when you have a Shnayim, when you have a Shnayim in a marriage, when you have a Zohar and a Keva, so each one, they all have the same Matara, but they have to realize that each one has their own job. They each, fight, they each want to get to the same goal, they each want to accomplish the same thing, but the Zohar has his way of doing it, and the Keva has his way of doing it. They can't come with the same, I'm doing it this way, who does more, I do more than you, you do more than me. They each have their own Matara. So when it's vas- and if you look at the psukim, so when it says the first time it says vasisa shnayim kruvim, when it says the word shnayim, there Hakadosh Baruch says v'dibarti itcho me'ala kaporis. But when it says vasisa shnei, it doesn't say v'dibarti itcho me'ala kaporis. So therefore, says Rebbe Avram that if the shnayim kruvim, if each one understands what his goal is, and each one understands that what the tafket is, and they're not looking to fight with one another, and it's like uh, shalom beneham. Shalom beneham means that they know, not that everyone does the same thing, but that each one does what he's supposed to be doing, and they come to accomplish the game good, then if the Sisa Shonayim Keruvim, then the Dibarati Yitcha Me'ala Kapoyers, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come, and the Shekhinah will be Shuriah. But if it's Vasisa Shnei Keruvim, if it's Shnei, that means that they each want to do the same thing, I want to do this, I have to do this, and I have to do this, so then they don't understand each other's roles, and they're not fighting each other over the roles, so there it doesn't say, the Dibarati Yitcha Me'ala Kapoyers, there you won't have a Dibarati Yitcha Me'ala Kapoyers. If you look when it says that the shulchan was made before the menorah, and even by the tzivuyim, I'm sorry, even by the tzivuyim, it always puts the shulchan in the menorah. But in the actual placing of the, of the shulchan over the menorah, there the menorah had to come first. So the Chassam Soifa says that we know that the shulchan was for Parnassah. So to emein kemachin Torah, that means you can't have Torah without Parnassah. So when it comes to making of the shulchan, or it comes to the tzivoy of the shulchan, so there it says first, shulchan has to be created first. The main kemach in Torah, you need the parnasa first. Then you could come to the Torah. But when it comes to actually putting it into the Beis HaMikdash, there the menorah has to be put in first, and then the shulchan. Because the idea is, says the Chassam Sefer, that this parnasa has to be with the, with the makar, that you're doing it for the Torah. It can't be an intensity on itself. Once the menorah is in, and then you have Parnassah. So then the idea is that you're doing it for the Torah when the menorah is in the place. So then that's the proper place of Parnassah. I heard a Maisa from 
Rabbi Yanki Rappaport, he used to be the yeshiva, yeshiva of Levarian. And I'm not sure if he told me if he was there or he heard it from somebody that was there, that there was a chosen that lived in the shuna of Rabbi Shem Shepinkas. And I, it wasn't such a yeshiva place at that time. I've gotten in the place where he was. Uh, oh, fuck him. And there was a chosen that a couple weeks before he was ready to get, was to get married, he was in a car accident. And he suffered a lot of injuries. And the lawyer told his father that if you push off the wedding because of these injuries, I'll be able to get you much more money. So the father said, of course, why not? Big deal. So I'll push off the wedding and I'll make more money. What's the problem? And when Rabbi Shimshin Pinkus heard about this, he went ballistic. He says, what do you mean? A wedding date, you make a time, a certain time. It's a very hush of a thing. Money, what's money? How could you push off such a thing for money? And the father refused to listen to him. So Rav Shimshim Pichas says, we're going to, I'm going to take you to Rav Shach. So Rav Shimshim Pichas brings the chosen to Rav Shach. And Rav Shimshim Pichas was all his, uh, with all his uh, gung-ho, he's, he's complaining about this person for money. He's going to really go ahead and push off the wedding. And Rav Shach doesn't say a word. And he keeps repeating it. Rav Shach's not saying a word. So he realizes nothing's happening. So that's it. Rav Shach's not saying anything. So he gets ready to leave. And as he's leaving, Rav Shach calls in the chosen by, he says, I want to talk to you by yourself. And he calls him in without Rav Shem Pinchas, and he says, I just want you to know, Rav Shem Pinchas is on a level for him where money means nothing. Money means nothing to him. So he doesn't even understand the concept. That can't be the way it goes. There has to be an idea that Parnosa is something. Parnosa has to be used in the right way. But Parnosa is something. So I didn't want to talk to you and tell you this when he's there, because for him, money has no object. So for you, I want to tell you that money does have a place. Parnosa has a place, something that you should have to be concerned about. But in this situation, you have to know where, where, how, to, how to manifest itself. And in this situation, you're not supposed to push off the wedding when it comes to money. But I didn't want you to leave with the feeling that money is nothing. So that's the idea. The idea is that Parnosa is important, but it has to be used in the, in the proper ways. Okay.